0: Hello and welcome to the Free Mind Podcast with Seth and Nerva Ready. This is Stephen Robles and uh, we've had some great episodes the past couple weeks. If you missed our episode last week with Christopher Ewan, we really encourage you. That was an awesome interview. He had some, a lot of great feedback. You just said mm-hmm. that like a regular Polk County and Ewan. <laughs> now listen, I thought you were from New York, bro. Now listen. What happened? I had a friend, a friend of the show, uh, Brother Baronowski, and uh, he has apparently heard Christopher's name pronounced elsewhere. And he thought it was pronounced "Yuan," and not "Yuan." So now I'm doubting myself. Mm. I'm well, sure. I think I've heard him actually pronounce it himself,
1: Hisself, himself. <laughs> Give me that, that grammar, baby. I know you've been reading I've that heard grammar he book. Him pronounce it. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I believe it was Yuan, brother. It is Yuan. Be- you know what? We're going to come back to this.
0: next. But that's one of those things where, you know, Sorry, is he making it so us Americans can pronounce it? Or is there, a, you know what I mean? Because I do that sometimes with my last name. Here you we know, go.
1: This is this is how uh, rationalization works, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, <Speaking of. laughs> Brother Christopher was on the episode yes. last week. <laughs> it was an incredible interview. We encourage it you to check so that good. out. And we also want to encourage you, we talked about the Impact 360 camps last week. Our brother Seth and Nerva came from that just a couple of weeks ago and spots are filling up. And so we encourage you, if you have a high school student that you know of, or if you're in youth ministry, high school, middle school student ministry, the Impact 360 camps, Immersion and Propel. It's their one- and two-week camps for next summer. This is summer 2020. They're filling up now. Yep. And so we would encourage you, you know, sign your, your students up, your own students, students in your ministry. Send them to impact360.org for those camps. And uh, you can find all the information there on the website. And if you want to take one of those online courses, can always use the promo code freemind for $25 off that's right I encourage you to do that so
1: I think we're gonna try the truth one here we're gonna do the truth bit. yeah yeah. we're gonna start with that's that, good
0: so there's some great stuff on there
1: yeah man for sure um and patrons thank you for our patreon support. that's right support yeah uh, right. we we're up to I think three I think we got three strong. Three strong. We got the Trinity of Patreon supporters. Come on. And then somebody actually, Nerva, you you got a little testimonial, right? Yes, a
2: big shout out to Morgan. She wrote and said, uh, thank you for um, this podcast has meant so much to her. And it's really had an impact on how she views the world. And she's really enjoying the bonus episodes. So shout out to Morgan. Thank you for your patronage.
0: Patronage. That's right. Yeah. So (laughs) if you can go to patreon.com slash freemind.com. If you, any kind of monthly donation uh, that you support us with, you get access to all the previous bonus episodes, the interview with the Mountain Prophet and our interview mm-hmm. with Nancy Piercy, and we'll have more bonus content coming up soon. So you can go to patreon.com slash freemind. And you can also support us. We don't mention this every episode, but it is still helpful if you go to the Apple Podcasts or in That's iTunes, right. if you're on Windows, and you can rate the podcast five stars. We're a five-star podcast right now. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hallelujah. I, I saw some
1: uh I saw s a couple three star what? Uh reviews on there too and, and I just uh oh, I blocked no. it in Jesus' name. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We need you, but go on there because it helps us, right? Get discovered. Like when right. people, yeah, people like listen to Reasonable times. Faith or Elisa Childers, it'll say yeah. you might also like, you know. And if
0: people just search for Christianity, again, the more ratings, five-star ratings we have and the more downloads, the more often we come up in search results. So you can go to that in Apple podcast. There'll be a link in show notes and rate us five stars there. It'd be always helpful.
1: And we Ooh, are definitely. still, you know, aiming for those goals with our Patreon, man. That's right. To, if we get up to a thousand, we do the two episodes a week, and that's right. Really trying to meet that. What is that? Five thousand goal. We're gonna hit Five the road reach, that's and right. start doing those uh, interview podcasts mm. on the bus. Oh, so that's our right. video. That's our that's your our kind of lofty lofty goal. So we hope right. you will will join us and help us out if you believe in the in the ministry of what we're mm. doing, man. We, we yes. really appreciate your your help in that, so we can continue to to take this thing forward. That's
0: it because we've got to be thinking in today's world even just in some of the events going yeah. on now we need to know how to think and how to reason listeners if you've heard yet it was big in the news but there were actually two shootings this past weekend uh, August third and fourth one in El Paso and one in Dayton Ohio A very tragic events and you know that's this is one of those issues that we might deal with in the future as we you know if we enter the political realm but uh, for now we just want to uh, remember to pray for these events pray for those the victims and their families
1: for sure yeah we were gonna we had a topic planned out for today um we're still gonna address but when i woke up this morning i was like man you know it, it it's like w- w- what do you do with this do we just stop and do that but i think um you know what what we want to do over this next year we've talked about this a little bit just amongst ourselves i don't know if we've said this on the podcast but we we do want to lay out first principles of politics from a Christian worldview. Right. And, you know, the thing with, with gun control and shootings, we knew, I knew immediately when I saw kind of what was going on, I'm like, okay, this is going to another one of those. It's really devastating and sad. And you kind of get the people posting it saying thoughts and prayers. Then you get the kind of cynics saying, we don't need your thoughts and prayers. Right. We need gun control. We need people, right. you know, this, this always this back and forth. It's kind of a, unfortunately has become a typical pattern. Right with these type of events even somebody wrote about the pattern on Twitter I saw them. they had yeah. like a step uh, a five step process that happens and then number 5 was and we forget about it and go on with our business mm. right unfortunately i think this will get heavily politicized and there was some um potentially i think in the el paso when this guy wrote a manifesto and right. you know i think the the details are still coming out but it, it, at least on first glance it looks like um Involved in some kind of white supremacy and, and against.
0: He wrote that he felt there was a Hispanic invasion in Texas. I think that was some of the words from his manifesto. So there's some immigration issues going on here, and some gun control and all that. Right, all in one.
1: And so immediately, you know, every everybody on all sides are. <laughs> Yeah. We're up in arms, kind of giving giving their spin and and interpreting, reinterpreting, and you know uh, uh, Ben Shapiro actually tweeted this, and I thought it was a pretty good just kind of framework. And and again, we're not going to dive into. This issue today because it's really complicated. I'm, I'm actually still studying it because I, right. you know, anytime we want to speak on something publicly, I want to do the necessary homework involved to really understand the complexities involved with the situation, not just come out with kind of a an emotional reaction um wait a minute i thought that's what we're supposed to do right we don't just shoot from the
0: hip with an emotional reaction exactly yeah yeah
1: that's uh social media 101 right Right, if you want to get followers but hot take you know (laughs) is is you know we're trying to be responsible use biblical wisdom and and apply worldview-ish thinking to these issues and i i've read i've read some on on the gun control issue but i don't have a solidified like stance on it yet i'm still right. working on it hopefully over this next year and a half we'll have at least we'll be able to bring the framework of the discussion like where does the debate lie right. and here it is but this is what ben wrote he wrote uh, number one everyone of decency is devastated and heartbroken over mass shootings and wants something to change two everyone of decency is enraged by white supremacism three disagreements about policy do not invalidate one and two Four, if you ignore three, you are not acting decently. Mm. And I thought that was a good, you know, just a good little statement that, you know, like you said, if you're, if you're a decent person, I think you see this, you're like, man, this is, this is awful. It's yeah. a, yeah. I can't imagine going to Walmart, you know, doing back to school shopping and this oh, happen. It's just, oh, yeah. it's oh devastating. And, you know, if, if this is truly motivated by white supremacy, on this guy's part. And if there's some kind of nefarious organization that's tied to this and it's somehow being emboldened by the mm-hmm. the current rhetoric going on, that stuff is awful and needs to be addressed. And, you know, the, one of the things I did think about is the, the terms racism and white supremacy are thrown around so much in our culture these days mm. that it's, it's made the, the terms themselves not carry the impact that they should. And it's, and it enables like real racism and real white supremacy to, Thrive and flourish because Mm -hmm. you can't point it out because when everything is racism, then nothing is racism, right? Yeah. Sort of like I was thinking about in analogies, and I don't know this is a great one, but if you started calling like a common cold cancer, you know, then real like you know after a while it would lose its potency when you say, man, my my kid just got diagnosed with cancer. Now I don't know if you're talking about a common cold or like this devastating, potentially life-threatening disease, and what unfortunately like critical theory and these things that we've talked about in in previous podcasts have have redefined these terms and made them so broad that people who aren't white supremacists, people who aren't racist, actions that aren't racist or white actions that they're not in those categories, according to how we would typically understand those terms. Now they're being classified according to them. And now it makes it tough to know what are we talking about? Is this really the situation? And then it gets harder to deal with the reality. Mm -hmm. Because when we, when we start using words, in an inaccurate way about reality, we'd no long, we're, we no we longer were lost in this bizarro world. Now, right. if you can't name something, you can't deal with it. Right. And if one term now names everything, then it names nothing. And so,
0: and when Christianity starts being just lumped in with hate, right? You know, even just the word being a Christian can mean something to someone who is on the opposite side. And it just means that you hate, and that's right. an inaccurate attachment of that but exactly same kind of deal these words lose their meaning right they
1: lose their meaning and so you know Nerv and i have seen like we because we travel for a living sometimes we're in these rental cars driving through pulaski tennessee (laughs) at midnight like literally for sure and you have to stop at the gas station and you see some people that and, and again this is a bad this is probably an overgeneralization but there are places we go where you're like man there might be some real just being completely honest like we've been in a car just the two of us at night we're like the, this oh yeah we we can't act like a couple in here right now for the uh, for and you our know, own and, safety
2: and on both parts you know there's some dangerous places in in, in general in this no doubt and on the opposite of, end in
1: chicago where we've been many saying, times you know, like
2: so there's there's there are places where you're reminded of the origin of sin and that people mm. are are have cold hearts and they don't have a high regard yeah, for humanity at all. From whatever spectrum they've been groomed to think and look at people and size them up, it's an old trick from the mm. Bible. And and when you don't have a Christian worldview and you don't understand that we the fallen nature of people until they're redeemed, you'll you you'll never understand this problem and how to fix it. But here we are, for sure, just trying to sow seeds. So yeah, it's it's a. It's a cold place sometimes when you when you look at the news and you look at these stories and how can a twenty one year old or twenty four year old have that much hatred to walk into a Walmart or any nightclub or whatever and just decide I am going to take human life that's Mm. enough to make you stop in your tracks and address, okay, what is the real root issue? It's not political. Yeah, Yeah. ultimately. It's not cultural. It's 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 sin. It it's is. Ordinary, sorry to go deep and like that. Yeah, that's good. You had
0: some. Everyone gets enraged during yes. these events, right? Yeah. And and just the idea that everyone is raging—that something wrong has happened—it sure. goes back yeah. to the basis of morality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think this is wrong? Yeah, man. Because human life there is sacred. Why is human life sacred? You do you have a foundation to make that claim? Do you yeah. have anything to stand on to say, like, this is anything different than natural selection and Come survival on. of the fittest? Right. And that base level worldview that it gets lost and you? this is not sure. the time to bring it up. Like, please do sure. not <laughs> go on social <laughs> right. media sure. and say, like what basis do you have to be enraged? Like, right. that's not the correct response. No, yeah. But yeah. to think deeply, like Muslim, these yeah. people who truly are saying this is wrong Right To one day then, not now, but to push them to like, why to you, why is this so wrong? Come on. And to see yeah. if they have any grounds to, to believe that. For sure.
1: It, it raises that question and it hits that button that we have these built-in intuitions. Mm-hmm. We'd say the moral Come law on. written on our hearts from God, right. but we understand that human life is valuable and Another something day. is really wrong. Something has been violated right. in this case now. And and it's rooted in the fall. We think about the original, you know, murder record in Genesis between brothers and just how that's been transferred out to tribes and nations and people Mm -hmm. against people groups and individuals against individuals. And we know this is the playing out of Genesis three from a Mm -hmm. worldview place. It doesn't answer the questions, of course, like, do we have the best system in place to prevent this where we possibly can? Mm -hmm. That's that's a complex question that we have to address at some point. But it it again it presupposes the value of human life. Come
3: on, yeah. So that's imagine
1: it. that we that we made a law that defined those the Mexicans, for instance, as humans but not persons. And wow. that we could say, Oh, this guy's right. fine. That's basically what we've done with abortion. Come right. On. And that's right. one yeah. distinction is is that makes them not parallel is that in abortion we have just simply defined a way the mm-hmm. uh, humanity of the unborn as a class, and just called them not wow. human persons. Wow. We made that distinction between human and person, like we've talked mm-hmm. about before. Yeah. And thankfully, in this case, we still have laws against what that guy did. They're still wrong, yeah. but we have to ask the question: Is like are are the the rules we have in place, the laws we have in place for guns, or, and and that is that's a good question. I think if mm-hmm. you're conservative, you tend to lean toward, you know, get the government out of gun control we yeah. should we should have and, and if you're you know left-leaning you're like government basically going and, and take all the guns and, and those are two extremes and then moderates right. on both sides of course you know like i said we're going to get into that in the future but it, interestingly enough uh on this neil degrasse tyson who we've just mentioned before out. did you see that yes you know we have a we have a lot of fundamental disagreements with him and, and i think um you know i just i, I have a lot of of critiques of, of his viewpoints and how he presents science and religion and that whole thing. I think it's confused and mistaken, but he's actually in a bit of a drawn mm-hmm. some criticism on, Twitter right now for his response, it says to mass shootings. It says this under the heading. It said the American astrophysicist is drawing criticism after he tweeted a response to the recent shootings in Texas and Ohio that killed at least 29 people. Tyson stated that more people are killed by medical errors and car accidents than mass shootings, adding quote, often our emotion, our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. (laughs) And on his actual tweet, this is what he wrote in the past 48 hours. The USA horrifically lost 34 people to mass shootings. On average, across any 48 hours, we also lose 500 to medical errors, 300 to oh the flu. Goodness. 250 to suicide, 200 to car accidents, 40 to homicide via handgun. And then he ends with this, often our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. Oh, gosh. And
0: so he's in, <laughs> he's, he's getting it right now, Ooh.
1: Brother yeah, uh, Tyson.
0: But, you know, it's funny because he's probably coming from a more naturalistic, yeah. a right. true naturalistic perspective sure. to right, right. say the outrage is wow. not commensurate to the numbers. Yeah. But he is experiencing the wrath of his own <laughs> side mm-hmm. now. For sure. Because they don't, and that's the rub. Where he is being true to naturalism. Yeah. The people that probably share his worldview... Right. ...react from a place of that value of intrinsic Right, reaching
1: into what Nancy Pearson called the upper Mm. story. What Francis Schaeffer called the upper story of values. And he's saying... I mean, on his view, if you apply naturalism, you basically implies physicalism with regard to human beings, which is the materialism that I mean, his going and shooting is just another domino falling. It's just another yeah. uh, leaf fallen from the tree, according to principles of gravity and the size of the leaf. It's just that I think as Christians wow. to see the evil in mankind, the human beings that were made in the image of God meant to be image bearers, meant to love meant to care for others meant to care for creation. That's why it's so devastating too. Right. And I I think there is some truth to what he's saying. I mean, obviously this stuff gets, it gets highlighted in media. Right, I think for political purposes, many times, right. but because they understand the spectacular, for many people, is way more persuasive right. um, than than just data, right. And that's why it's, it's Christians who are trying to be thoughtful. I mean, you don't have to be. We're not calling for stoicism and that we shouldn't have emotions. Like this is devastating, we should yeah. mourn it. But when you're when you're talking about how to approach policy, like Ben Shapiro said, that's where people who who agree that it's devastating and that we've got to do something about it and that white supremacy is an awful thing that still doesn't answer the question of how, yeah. um sure how to approach it legally and merely being on a conservative side or less or, or more liberal side doesn't mean doesn't imply that you don't care and you you're a white supremacist and all that because that's typically right. where this conversation goes like if you right. don't think we should go in and basically get rid of everybody's guns right now it's because Pure you're a white, white supremacist,
0: supremacist. <laughs> that's the thing, if p then z yeah, yeah exactly a, exactly
1: sprocket you know right like I said, we just want to touch on it and kind of leave it there today and hopefully come back to that when we have a clearer perspective on, on the best positions of both sides and how we right. can come to a reasonable biblical answer on gun control that's that's best for human flourishing, understanding right. biblical anthropology and biblical government.
3: Right.
2: I'm thinking of this quote. I pulled it up from Dr. Martin Luther King. Morality cannot be legislated, but behavior can be regulated. Mm. You know, um, judicial decrees may not change the heart, but they can restrain the heartless. Mm. So that's why it's important. You know, yeah. there's that's different good. kinds of death. I'm processing what he's saying, yeah, but man. it's like, there are times when it's immoral, yeah. which he doesn't probably didn't believe in. He's just going by his worldview. But when something so senseless and so immoral happens, it, it breaks the heart. Yeah, man, for and sure. So mm. There's that
1: you know that is the question is what what are those what are those laws that should be put in sure. place to restrain yeah and i th- i think the the snap reaction of like a new zealand You know, they're like, go and get everybody's guns. You know, typically that doesn't go well for a nation when you start. And usually that's part of a broader program for the state to take over. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it it tends to walk hand in hand with socialism, communism, and you see the patterns. But at the same time, swing in the other extreme direction to having no... No regulations, no. You know, and again, I'm I'm speaking as someone who is not an expert in this field, but yeah. I think these these extremes are obviously non starters. But right. that doesn't answer the complicated question of what is the best approach. And and I think what King says is instructive: is we have to at least ask that and Definitely. say, how do we? How do, is there a way to stop this? And that flows naturally out of the first principles laid down by the founding fathers which were good in many cases life Mm -hmm. liberty pursuit of happiness these fundamental basic human rights Mm. and then trying to make laws that uphold those things as best as possible so Mm, we'll see but that leads us to what our plan was today was to talk about old ac slater come on somebody (laughs) (laughs) now i can't get a witness in brother Stephen because uh, he's he's too young to understand Saved by the Bell and I can't get a witness in there nope. because <laughs> I didn't uh, she it. she ain't white enough to <laughs> to be in <into> the Saved <laughs> yeah, by the Bell. True. I know of Very Saved true. by the Bell. That's right. You I probably was,
0: saw it in the archives, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a full episode front of back, but I knew. Are you serious? I mean, I know Screech. <laughs> Here right? we go. He's the, he was in that show, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. It was right Here before my time. Right before my time. What were you watching? Teletubbies? No, no, no. I mean I've the earliest shows I remember was like Family Matters, Step by Step. Growing Pains was just on the edge of my childhood. Like I don't know. Growing pains. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So you watch Growing Pains? Okay. A little bit of it, I think. Okay. Okay. That was old Kirk
1: Cameron. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So he TGI, left that growing pains behind, bro. <laughs> that's right. So TGI Friday, you were TGI, TGI Friday, Friday God, was, Boy Meets World, all that stuff. That's it. I was on, yeah, that yeah for was, sure. Yeah. Say Say by the Bell used to come on Saturdays, but then they started running like every day. I guess I've probably seen every. Ep- I, I know I've seen every episode at least one. I actually, to my own shame, owned them on DVD. <laughs> oh. oh man! All Seth. all all of them, bro. All wow. of because oh, like. I'm gonna just say this. I'm gonna I'm put it out there wow. in the spirit of uh, of humility. Full disclosure. <laughs> and full disclosure. That I patterned my personality style and hairstyle after Zach Morris. Wow. When I was in Sweet. elementary school, and anybody that knows me that's that knew me back then that's listening to this right now is laughing and saying <laughs> Amen because they know it. Did brother Doug Damon see this? See, he didn't catch me, he caught me right after that phase. Oh, I see. Okay. Thankfully I phased out of it about 14 or 15. Oh, okay. That's when mm. I went through my fresh prince phase, but I couldn't quite <laughs> I couldn't quite rock the uh
2: yeah, that's what I was watching. You
1: was watching that Fresh Prince and Martin, <laughs> right back in the day.
0: Listen, I was here. Yeah, we saw Fresh Prince. Yeah.
1: Cosby's, yeah, 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 for Cosby. sure, for sure. So Saved by the Bell was like, I mean, it was just it. <laughs> like huge you job. thought it was like rock star. You know mm. these guys. That's like hilarious. it just felt like I don't know. It was huge, man. And you just wanted to be these characters. Like A C Slater, he was the you know the guy with the the cur- curly mullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wrestled, but also did ballet, <laughs> and he was like a tough guy because his dad was like an army—I don't know, general or something like that. So, AC, mm. he was used to moving around. He was a, you know, a loner, but he became friends with everybody. But you could tell he wasn't like a, a tough guy, but he was meant to be the tough guy on the show. Sure, you know. Sure, sure, sure. And I, I'll never forget when him and uh, Zach got into a fight one time, and you thought like everybody was talking about school the next day, like like it was a Michael Jackson video premiere. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, I dumb. did not know that uh, – so Mario Lopez, of course, played A.C. Slater. Okay. I, I didn't see much of him after that. I think he did right. – was he a talk show host or
0: – I think it was a – he did some talk show host or game show stuff. I forget. But he kind of moved to that second to third tier of true Hollywood stars. You know Which
1: I mean? is actually, for the cast on there not bad like many of them right like completely disappear every now right. and then you'll see the guy who played zach right. mark paul gossler you'll see him popping up on the show yeah, but yeah. but yeah they, they never really uh, i think tiffany Thiessen was on 90210 but they none of them have really yeah. taken off unfortunately right. the one that played the feminist jesse spano was uh started a movie called show Girls, <laughs> ah, like the first okay. nc-17 movie which was kind of ironic wow okay
0: did not know
1: that. I think they were so typecast, it was really hard for them to get out. But Mario Lopez, I think, has made mm. a pretty decent career. Okay,
0: yeah, he's yeah. been around. He's been around for sure.
1: And so, yeah, he's doing his thing. I had no idea he was had conservative leanings. I honestly didn't know right. much about his personal life. Right. But apparently he um, came on the Candace Owens show right. recently. And if you guys don't know um, Candace Owens, we might have to park on her for just a little bit. Yeah. And, and kind of give a little background because... She is uh, a very interesting, polarizing figure. Very political. Very political. I first came across her a few years ago. On YouTube, and I was watching Mm. her. Actually, she was speaking at HBCU, a Historically Black College, and she was. I mean, they were literally yelling at her during Mm. during the talk. Like, I mean, it was it was pretty wild. But she was standing up under it, and she.
2: It was a spirited debate between her and an entire audience. (laughs) An entire (laughs) to put it plainly, but she. Fearlessly and um, was very articulate in standing her ground right. and just saying, "Hey, you guys, you know, I know how you feel. Let's look at the facts. Let's look at this um, statistic against yeah. what you're you're feeling and what you're portraying here." So, it, yeah. interestingly
1: enough, uh-huh. I think she was kind of taking a Neil deGrasse Tyson. Approach, approach in there in in the sure. sense of saying, Hey, I know you guys are emotional, yeah. but here's the facts and mm-hmm. and it was it was having to do at the time with the with the police shootings, and so right. they were really yeah, going in God on Lives that and, a yeah bit it was at during the time. that during yeah. that time and she um since then just begin I think she the first up, video really. she put out that blew up, she said she basically came out, she says, as a conservative.
2: Yeah. I'm no longer uh Yeah. It was kind of like a a switch from liberal a spoof. Right. Like, yeah.
1: like mom and dad. Right, right, right. I got liberal a confession to make. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm a yeah. conservative. <laughs> and and I guess she, you know, according to her story or testimony, whatever you want to call it, she came from a background where she was a you know, kind of a liberal or a leftist mm-hmm. thinker throughout her life but then later on came to view things differently
2: she had a run-in with twitter yeah that's an interesting thing you guys should look up on youtube she tells the story there's an interview where she's speaking with is it ruben yeah the ruben report uh, the story of how she had posted a couple things and had a run-in with twitter and that was her wake-up call and she realized okay i think i've been following a narrative that's incorrect and so she but the interview could articulate it way better right. than i can recall right. so
1: yeah but that that is yeah what happened i think to the point where she's getting threats like people oh, were yeah. calling her from mm-hmm. twitter and stuff like it was pretty wild so she she blows up um mm-hmm. and i don't i mean she's been on every she even spoke at liberty um for their convocation which is a little bit interesting because if you listen to her i i don't know i can't quite I don't know. Get my my head around exactly where she is in her faith. She talks a lot about she's faith evolved, and belief in God, yeah. um, and she might, she talks positively about Christianity, but it's kind of a her own unique approach. I, I I see her as someone who's on a journey, kind of like um almost like a Jordan Peterson, but I think mm-hmm. she's further would describe herself as more of a faith yeah. person than he would. But she's actually changed her positions on some stuff over the years. When she first started mm. out in the public eye, for instance, she wasn't she didn't take a position on abortion okay. and she recently Correct. now has now committed pro herself life. to pro-life. And she said wow. Ben Carson actually paid a, played a part in that. Oh, that's cool. um, I didn't know that that's she cool. now where she doesn't land on traditional conservatism or whatever. She tends to, uh, she's said like she's pro uh, same sex marriage and stuff, which I would uh, disagree with her on. Mm, so, you true. know, it, it, but one of the things that sticks out about her, I think <clears throat> I would encourage our listeners to, Check her out for yourself. She gets yeah. a lot of, she gets represented in certain types of ways in the mainstream media. I mean, she, people do not like her at all. It's you like, either
2: love her or hate her. She's love her, super, hate her. Uh, if you yeah. agree with her views, she's your hero. <laughs> yep. And if you're on the other side, you can't stand her. I mean, she is. She's a fireball,
1: and she's, she's articulate, and she's strong, strongly opinionated. Supporter. Yep. She is,
2: and she's yeah. even like I've seen some of her tweets where she has. Begged AOC to debate her. I'll oh give goodness. ten thousand dollars to your uh to AOC's uh charity of choice if you would just only debate me. She's called out Cardi B and yeah, lots she, of other yeah, people. So she's going
0: to give like two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something. She, to whatever. She if Cardi she,
2: B. Yeah. she travels and her, I think her her mantra is like you you don't have to be just because you're black doesn't mean you have to be Democrat. Right. That's so she's stance, yeah. she
1: kind of right. co. I I don't know if she co-founded or something this this so-called Blexit movement, yeah. and it was based on Brexit right. where the UK kind of pulled out of the European Union. She's she's calling like Black folks at least from her perspective to come out of the Democratic Party, like right the, right exit that. So yeah. that's that's kind of right. like a Just a rough sketch employment. of her, and you know. It, Regardless of how you feel about her if you're even hearing this we're not on we're not you know mm-hmm. preaching her or promoting her to you but i I do say we would have to respect her courage and bravery, and that she she does i don't I don't see her as like a professorial type where she's no. gonna be you know she's she's not the type who is necessarily gonna give a lecture a quiet lecture. Like, (laughs) um, but she is articulate and she, I think since she started this stuff, she really, she has a working knowledge of a lot of things. Yeah. And so you have to, even if you disagree with her, I think you have to take her seriously. And it's real easy for people to kind of just dismiss her and say, "Oh, she's this and that. She likes Hitler and all." You know, this kind of stuff has um, been popularized about her. But I would just encourage you to maybe, uh, whether you hate her or love her, be familiar with be familiar with kind of what she's doing. Her her show now she's got a show on Prager University where she does these interviews, and they're actually really good interviews. Mm -hmm. Like I said, whether you like her or not, they're interesting um and this is where the Mario Lopez thing enters into because she had him on the show i guess a few weeks ago
0: it was a few weeks ago and it got into the topic of transgender and specifically young children and parents either helping or allowing or guiding their 3-year-old and letting the child kind of dictate where they should go gender wise mm. and so she brought it up and mario lopez had some fairly benign comments right you know the, the one the one line that came out that was on in, in all the tweets and caused an uproar was he said that he thinks it's dangerous as a parent to make this determination at three years old and that that was the one line and he he started by a lot of caveats saying like i don't want to pretend to like sure. right. tell parents how to parent their own children like he he tried to put as many disclaimers before he got to the statement as he could. Right. But the idea where he called it dangerous to have a parent make this determination for a three-year-old that kind of blew up and everybody kind of lambasted him for that.
1: And maybe, maybe here we can actually play a little clip. So we'll let you guys listen. There's a little segment that encapsulates the essence of what he said.
4: So there are some weird trends, and one of the weirder ones for me, at least to try to process, is this new trend where celebrities are coming out. And I know Charlize Theron did this a few a few weeks ago and saying that their child is picking their gender. And this is strange to me just because I – and they say, oh, I looked at my child. My child was swimming in a bathtub and looked up and said, mommy, I'm a boy. And that's weird to me because even though I'm not a parent, I nannied for uh, five years of my life. And the things that come out of children's mouth, like they are just, they say whatever in the moment. You don't know what they've seen on TV, what got in their head. Right. And I've had children say they were mermaids. I've had children say (laughs) they could fly and jump off of a staircase. And thank God I caught him, right? Because he thought he could be Superman. And so I'm trying to understand this new Hollywood mentality where they just think that their children now uh, have the mental authority and uh, and- and I am parody. trying to understand in myself, <laughs>
0: please don't lump me into that hole. <laughs> no,
4: no, no, I, I see you're That's not subject. doing that in your household. No,
2: I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of blown away too. And, um, look, I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids, obviously. And I think if you come from Maybe a place, you should though, because you yeah. seem to be
4: doing something right. <laughs> well,
2: thanks, you know, and I would say if you come from a place of love, you, you know, you, you really can't go wrong, but at the same time, my
0: god, if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way, or you're you're, you're you think you're a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be. I, I I I just think it's dangerous as a parent to make that determination. Then okay, well then you're going to be a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be, and it's it's sort of alarming. And my gosh, I just think about the repercussions later
4: on. Right. And de- uh, to me, I just see depression.
1: And I would I would encourage you to watch the whole interview. It's actually it struck me when I watched. I said, "Man, this is a really mild interview." Because you, right. Steven, you had sent me a link to it. And I saw the stuff on Twitter like it was blowing right. up, and I was I was expecting you know because some She's of the people she has on the show are much more kind of in your face and absolutely and when super I
2: said, kind calm. And
0: I, I, I sent you the link to the Twitter moment, and this um, is yes. kind of like my my quasi source for news sometimes because it's yeah. always interesting to see what's in the top of that Twitter moments area. But uh, all, the Twitter moment was very like it was all the the hate tweets towards him yeah there was nothing in support of him nothing you know uh they actually i don't think they even had the actual video of him in the twitter moment feed it was just all the reactions to it it was kind of a little summary he said this and then everybody going nuts about it. right it was interesting so if you
1: watch the interview and then listen to a tweet like this and this guy's got a ton of followers karamo brown i'm I'm not not actually sure sure. but this is on the tweet thread he said i'm disappointed to read Mario Lopez extra at Mario Lopez extra comments about parents who support their child's openness about their gender identity. As a social worker, I am trained to identify abuse or neglect of a child healthy and safe dialogue with kids is neither abusive, neglectful or dangerous, quote unquote. You know, just that even that kind of Speech, see, like if you listen to the interview, you'll look at that tweet and be like, huh? <laughs> like, because basically they were saying like two plus two equals four or like don't right. send sure. a child into a, into a highway by themselves at the right. age of five. I mean, it was, there's really nothing to even be controversial. And, and you go on down this, uh, Jonathan Van Ness says, if you're not, if you're not raising a child who is part of the LGBTQ plus community, you should really be quiet. Mm. You don't need to understand what you do not know. You both need to do better. Your casual transphobia. See, this this is one right. of those words that are getting mm. tossed around and made so broad that they're um, losing losing their effect. Um, transphobia is par for the course. The one, one more here it says uh, Mario Lopez. Not this is from somebody named C. And again, these are these tweets are not like one or two likes. These are thousands of right. followers, thousands of likes, the retweets. Mario Lopez not only claimed women are liars when they come forward and share their sexual assault experience, which when you listen to the interview, again, you'll think this person either is a liar themselves or hasn't listened to the interview or doesn't understand the English language. Those are the only conclusions you could come to. Reasonable conclusions. Mario Lopez not only claims women are liars when they come forward and share their ex- sexual assault experience, but he also thinks it's dangerous for children to explore genders and sexuality. Wow! So he's disgusting and canceled, and that's a term people kept coming up saying he's canceled. A lot of them said it just because he was on Candace Owens' show. Cancel Mario! Yeah. Cancel Mario! And this whole idea—it's—it's really—it really shows you how crazy our culture is right now. <laughs> Again, these—if this was like one or two likes. On these people saying, sure. you, you would say, oh, it's, it's people in their basements with no followers. But these are massive yeah. Twitter leaders canceling Mario for stuff he said on his interview that was complete and utter common sense in the most benign sense possible.
0: Mm. Mm. As a father of a three-year-old too, like there are many, many topics that I would not broach to a three-year-old. I mean, it's all I can to just get it to understand why she shouldn't run in the street, <laughs> and you know, I, I don't think that's a controversial issue. Like, oh, you're whatever. I don't. Mean, it kind of leaves me speechless a little bit. Yeah, it's
1: you know, sometimes they say the best philosophical argument is the incredulous stare. <laughs> and I think <laughs> so good. when when you hear people yeah. talking like this, it's hard not to do anything but that. But but there is a whole worldview system driving it, and that's what we need to be aware mm, of and what we need same. to. Basically, um, confront because it is the un- it is the direct undermining of the centrality of God's creation, mm. and at bottom, it's it's the undoing of male female. It's the undoing. It's that's what's driving this whole thing. Right. Um, obviously, it's not reason. Ooh, it's, you just yeah. have to say what is driving this, and it, it, it's crazy. I saw the, the Babylon Bee has been killing it, by the way. It is. They're hilarious. They said that this week they publicly executed Bee out of the LGBTQ. And they had like a guillotine with it chopping the B in half because they presumed that there was only two sexes. Oh wow. Bisexual. Wow. So B is for bisexual. Right. Oh my right. God. And of course that term in its <laughs> of itself says there's two sexes. Yeah. And so they publicly oh, executed them. But you know, you, I mean, this kind of lunacy <laughs> wow. that we are seeing yeah. in our culture and and I'm just like, wow. I was when I watched the interview, first of all, I was impressed by Mario being, I, he, he really valued faith and he talked about how hard it was to even talk about faith in the Hollywood community because he said, it's just, you know, it's not something if you, if you bring it up, it's tends to alienate you. People look, look down on it. They don't see it as a valuable thing, especially a traditional faith. Like I think, I think he grew up Catholic. Hmm. Um, He's a family man. And so he, he said he tries not to alienate people. So he's real careful. Unfortunately, I think that this incident shows us these days. Uh, Jonathan Morrow, at, um, the director for Impact, he often says it's, it's not enough these days to be nice. Being nice won't get you far, like because it's not, the, the positions are so extreme that now to be commonsensical is, to, is presented as being crazy or homophobic or a hater. And mm-hmm. so you just, you really have to stand up under it and be okay with it. You can't, you can no longer, there's, there's less and less neutral ground. Right, These days in these topics, unfortunately,
0: and the confusion of the word tolerant and intolerant. Right. And what that even means and how, again, that to support or not support something means you're intolerant of a person, not an issue or a belief system or anything like that. All immediately tied to the individual, not the idea not the worldview, but a person, and that makes you a bigot. Right. So.
2: In social media where everyone has an opinion, yet everyone is persecuted for having an opinion, and it's like we need to stop and think that through, people can come to their own conclusions and disagree with you doesn't mean that they're hateful and that right. they're they're deserving of, but it just reminds me of the scripture, Second Timothy three twelve. all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. I've never seen that so strong today.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Then like in these times, it's like if you identify with Christianity, if you call yourself a Christian, automatically you're assumed to be hateful. You have these communities that will come out and lash at you no matter even if you're even if and there are some Christians who agree with that lifestyle. But Christian, that word, like you say, words after after a certain amount of time have lost their saltiness and then words have evolved and become something else. Like you said, tolerant and intolerant. Right.
0: And I would point people back to our Lauren Daigle episodes. These are some of our earliest episodes, but we talked about judging versus evaluating. For sure. And separating that, um, those ideas.
2: Separating versus evaluating, you said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're talking about kids, not the community. We're trying to raise up kids. I mean, I didn't have a clue at 14, let alone three. So it just makes sense. It's not um, harmful. It's more protection. Why let a child at three years old (laughs) make such a huge decision? I mean, you coaching them through picking a spouse, choosing a college, but you'll let them freely choose their sexual identity, which is interesting to me.
0: Brother Seth, when he preached at the Crossing Church, he used that verse, truth has stumbled in the streets. Oh, come on. And I, I constantly remember that. Verse, especially in seeing situations like this. For me, what I thought was more yeah. disappointing was Mario Lopez's then apology yes. for his remarks. And so, rather than defend or stand or whatever, he completely capitulated yep. to the attacks.
1: Unfortunately,
0: and so he issued a, an official I'm apology. Really and he, this is the quote: Mario Lopez says the comments I made were ignorant and insensitive, and I now have a deeper understanding of how hurtful they were. And he also goes on to say, I have been and always will be an ardent supporter of the LGBTQ community, and I'm going to use this opportunity to better educate myself. Moving forward, I'll be more informed and thoughtful. Yeah. Hmm,
3: right.
2: Interesting. And that's
0: one of those things too the word educate is used in the sense that if someone disagrees with the LGBTQ movement or disagrees with pro-choice that they just need to be educated, which implies they're what? Stupid. Uneducated. <laughs> right, exactly. Interesting. <laughs> right, it implies it and it just I don't know. That that gets to me. Yeah. like just personally because yeah for sure to say that well right. if you disagree then you just must be educated and so anyone who disagrees like you said is stupid yeah. and that hasty generalization to wow. use the yeah. logical fallacy term is just
1: I don't know it's upsetting it is basically it's, it reminds me like the godfather it'd be like the new version of godfather we, we just gotta educate you <laughs> And, what him, is, and that education is. is in quotes because what they're going right. to do is take you out in the back and beat you, basically. And that's right. what's happening oh right. in Hollywood and, and really across our nation with um, – you know, Google, for instance, the firing people that they found donated to proposition eight in California that were higher ups just because they donated to that cause Hmm. to stand for traditional marriage and Chick-fil-A's and all this stuff. That's their education. It's not, it's not persuade you with facts because the facts aren't on the side of, of transgenderism, for instance, in general, much less a kid that's three years old. I mean, this is lunacy. Um, So I just, I I think uh, Ryan Baumberger, who we actually had on the show a while back (laughs) and I I would, I would, I would highly recommend those. Those are two of, I think, my most fun episodes. We, yeah, the, he was, he's a fun guy. Yeah, man, he was them. really fun to interview. Do you remember the names of those episodes? By the way, abortion, racism, and plant hey, yeah. Two Close. parts, parts one and two. He was an awesome guest to have. For sure. He just uh, recently wrote an article for Town Hall on, on this very topic. And I found it. I didn't even know that till today. And I pulled it up. <laughs> and it's really funny. He's he's a funny guy. But he said, it's called, Mario, oh, Mario, where art thy spine, oh, Mario? Oh, wow. And that, again, whether you love Candace Owen or hate her, she has a spine like this right. girl hasn't, she is lambasted, but she will not do what he did. Right. And, and I don't want to judge Mario. I know it's got to be tough, man, in that world. I'm, I don't mean to condemn him right. unfairly, but I, I did want to read some of this article because I think it's actually pretty good <laughs> yes. to, before we wrap up here. He said, Mario, you spoke common sense about children, not making drastic life altering decisions about sexuality at the age of three, you know, because toddlers who think they are fish, or dinosaurs, or fairies, or dogs, or any number of imaginary things, are authorities on gender and sexuality. Your interview with Candace Owens was so dot 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 reasonable. (laughs) But Tinseltown had no tolerance for basic truths about our humanity Mm. and parental responsibility. So the cult of transgenderism swiftly wielded its fierceness and caused a father to cower Mm. in fear. Never mind the dangers we willingly open children up to when we push LGBTQ XYZ pseudoscience. Mm. There are many well-documented reasons why medif- medical professions consider "quote unquote gender ideology" to be extremely harmful to kids. The American College of Pediatricians, which embraces science instead of activism, lays out those reasons here and he and he Looks links to the article. Yeah, links to the article. Too many Americans, including Mario, allow themselves to be silenced while the new sexual revolution claims more and more younger victims. And I want to pause here and go back to John Stone Street, who we did an interview with a while back too. what is Caesar's and what is God's. He says, ideas have consequences and bad ideas have victims. And he says, almost always in the sexual revolution, the victims of, of this movement are women and children. And I think he's so right about that. So um, he goes on here. He says, sorry, Hollywood. Parents need to guide their children's decisions, not the other way around. That's a, we could preach on that right Come there. On,
0: well, why don't you go, sense. why don't you go ahead and testify that as a parent, <laughs> Brother Stephen. <laughs> Brother, there are many things, even, you know, three-year-old is one thing, but even my 10-year-old, many things, you know, you leave them to their own devices, they'll look at a screen for 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think on mm-hmm. base level, let alone the science and everything, you can say like, it's not a good idea. You know, it's <laughs> right. just one of those things like, I need to step in as a parent and say like, no, yeah. you can't do that. I am protecting you. You might not like me for this. You might think that I'm somehow oppressing you, but like this is actually for your own good. Right. I'm not hating them. Like it would be hateful to allow them to do those things. Yeah. To do things that hurt themselves. Like even all the way up until they're 18 and out of the house. Like it would be hateful for me to let them damage themselves, damage their identity, damage their bodies. Hmm. Any power and ability I have Preach. to to control their environment, to guide their decisions, any power that I have. It is my responsibility to to do it, to yeah. do it, and be, because it's loving, yeah, and because it would be hateful to allow them to go off the rails and and ruin their lives, you know, and right before they even have a mind to make good decisions, yeah. Which supposedly in the science of the you know prefrontal cortex is like mid twenties, yeah, that you actually have good judgment, <laughs> good decision making right. skills. It's not till the mid twenties. That's right. Maybe That's we a... should
1: move the voting age up instead of down. <laughs> um, well, so good, man. You know, if I was to personify the mountain prophet right here, hey. Come on. I might I might say that <laughs> You know, this is this, this is Satan's work, brother, because he's trying to up in authority structures, you know, because right, God right. actually sets authority in place and starting Ooh, with parents in the home. So and part right. of the the cultural move in the past, you know, 40, 50 years, 60 years has been to up in that, to mm, overturn that. Sure. Wow. And this is the outworking of it. What you got, baby? Yeah.
2: And just I'm reading through Christopher Yuan's book, Holy Sexuality. And it's I highly recommend it whether I mean, if you want, just want to learn more about biblical framework for understanding humanity and and the whole frame but he makes the point that he believes that um society is made too much of an idol out of gender and sexuality that in the bible we're not categorized that way. Yeah. We're created in the image of God, not homosexual, heterosexual, bisexual, right. and all these sexuals. It's become too much of an idol, and that's how we just categorize people today, but that's mm. not a biblical yeah. framework at all. And as right. Christians, we do good to not um, give in to these secular ideologies and right. frameworks and how we identify people. So it's really, really good. I highly recommend Holy Sexuality. That's good, man. For you on. Yeah,
1: because basically what such this movie. Movement has done is co-opted the civil rights movement like we've said right. before yeah and they've defined our sexuality as who we are not how we are right. and that's, that's exactly right. what you said there mm-hmm. in that book i'm gonna continue on this article because sure, yeah. he kind of preaches here and i love this <laughs> he says if if self-identity quote-unquote is reality then i'm a movie star i deserve to be treated like one <laughs> right. i want my star on the Ooh! hollywood walk of fame preach i want access to all the posh restaurants and a-list parties I want th- and this this is kind of where he points out some of the ironies. I want to profit from gun violence in my movies while denouncing it in the real world. Well, wow. I want to d- I might have to use my preacher voice on this. Hey. <laughs> I want to decry hashtag #me too sexual exploitation Ooh. while being obsessed Ooh. with reckless sexual behavior in my films. Wow. wow. I want to call everyone a racist while I work for an industry still steeped in it. Mm. I want to tell wow. people about, quote unquote, emotional safety for children as I celebrate my fifth marriage. Shoot. I want to preach about, quote, being who you really are, unquote, as I emerge unrecognizable from my sixth plastic surgery. Oh, my God. Going no in, one, bro. He's going in oh, on them. Yes. I, I, I'm picturing like smoke coming off his pen wow. right now. <laughs> Of course he typed it that keyboard, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly You're breaking keys no one can challenge how i quote identifies what you just said babe because facts are hateful and feelings are healing all wow. period and in my pursuit of temporal happiness that will inevitably spiral into irreversible regret people need to pay for my quote-unquote transition the human rights campaign whose co-founder and previous president Terrence being paid an alleged victim, $225,000 to settle a pedophilia lawsuit in a parentheses. Yeah. Thanks. Teaching children, actual biological science is quote dangerous to the safety and well-being of LGBTQ youth, especially trans children who deserve to be loved and accepted for who they are. Unquote. I guess they mean he's about to going again. I guess they mean little boys being dolled up and paraded around in a gay bar to the applause and cheers of the adulting gay men. 11-year-old Desmond is amazing. We've talked about him on the show before. A confused boy with autism is thrust into an overt, overtly sexualized adult world, and that's, quote, safety and well-being, unquote. That's being loved and accepted. As parents, something should stir inside of us to see this for what it is, and this is what it is, honestly. He nails it. Brokenness. Hmm. While mainstream media celebrated an 11-year-old boy in drag being sexualized in a gay bar, who would be celebrating the same if it were a dad hustling his 11-year-old daughter in a gentleman's club? Mm -hmm. When it comes to LGBT ideology, our society is losing its ever-loving mind. Mm. Acts that would not be acceptable in any other context are celebrated and adorned with rainbows and sparkles. Our culture is obsessed with sex, and that's what you just said, nerve. It always has been. And children have long been the targets of those who want no sexual boundaries. Children have long been the targets. That's why we've got to protect them as the church. Mm -hmm. They've advanced in their euphemistic language of justification. You are homophobic if you think children shouldn't be sexualized and exposed to pornography or groped at by grown men or women. You are hateful if you don't think a child should be pumped with carcinogenic puberty blockers to dangerously counter what biology determined at conception. You are a bigot if you don't want your tax dollars going to your local library to bring in drag queens to read, quote unquote, to your children and have those kids lie on top of them. By the way, Whole Foods just started doing that. There's a big boycott toward Whole Foods. They started sponsoring a drag queen hour um, at their grocery stores and so unfortunately. Um, So he he continues, sorry, I had to step away from the keyboard for a moment. (laughs) What in the actual dot, dot, dot? I don't curse, but there's a holy anger that wells Mm -hmm. up inside of me when I think how we are allowing the sexual and emotional destruction of our children under the very symbol of a rainbow that was a promise from God to withhold destruction. And I love this charge right here. He says, men, rise up, stop being kicked, to the periphery by a predatory culture that depends on your absence. Mm, Stop being bullied by an LGBT industry that wants to tell you how to be men. Stop being silent when leftist politicians and judges want to obliterate gender and celebrate confusion. Stop standing around while boys who identify as girls are pummeling your high school girls in track and field. Alliance defending freedom is working tirelessly to protect girls and actual womanhood from being erased. Why aren't fathers from coast to coast working as hard toward the same goal? And this is where he comes back to Mario. He said, "You, you could have been Super Mario. It's oh, good. Wow. You know, you could have risen above the mindless groupthink of Hollywood. You could have shown your children what it means to show courage and conviction instead of capitulation." You allowed yourself to be bullied by LGBT Inc. and say words you obviously don't believe. Mm -hmm. And I think that is true. I don't think think he changed his beliefs between the Candace Owens interview and and his now, now latest statement where he wants to be educated. The irony in all of this is that you weren't allowed to be who you are. And that comes back to who we really are versus how we are. That special privilege apparently is only for the self-proclaimed tolerant Last paragraph, perhaps in the land of make-believe, this inverted model of parenting where children dictate reality Hmm. works under all the makeup, lighting rigs, fake environments, and scripted outcomes. But in the real world, bad parenting decisions have dangerous consequences for our children, and we don't protect them by affirming the thousands of fleeting moments of confusion they will have in their lives. Loving our children deeply means we are unafraid to speak truth even while everyone else is shouting a lie. Come on. He said it there. (laughs) He said it. Yeah, man. So I think, you know, we just, we should again, going back, Nancy Piercy actually in her book, love thy body. And in our interview, she talks about the real cases where kids experience gender dysphoria and how we can actually work through that sensitively and in a healthy way and help people come to understand how we can have compassion and empathy. And that's one thing when you're dealing with people on an individual level. But again, to remind listeners of what Michael Brown typically says, we reach out and we resist. We reach out to those that actually are hurting with these issues and the love of Christ with, with, with truth and love being helpful. Just like Christopher uh, talked about last week, like how do you deal with the outsider in the church who's struggling with these issues, you know, you come to them in love, you come to them with compassion, but we have to stand up against this activism that's mm-hmm. coming at our culture because it's aimed at families, it's aimed at children. And as as people of faith, we stand in the gap for them. We stand and we we say, no, kind of, you know, not, not on my watch. <laughs> We're not going to let mm-hmm. it just kind of come in and and take these kids down, man. We're gonna stand for their good out of love and out of courage.
0: Well, thanks for tuning in this week. If you have any thoughts, feedback, comments, we'd love to hear it. You can comment on social media. We're at FreeMind FM on Instagram and Twitter. You can go on our Facebook page, FreeMind Podcast FM. You can send us an email podcast at freemind.fm if you'd like to email us there and again if you could give us a 5 star rating in Apple Podcast we'd appreciate it and you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash freemind.fm we'll see you next week